are now tuned in to the Free Play Media Podcast Network. Tonight on the Band from Ringside Podcast, we're going to be breaking down the Clash of Champions pay-per-view that happened last week. We're going to be breaking down the fallout from that with Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon. We're going to be talking about the first ever Women's Royal Rumble match in the WWE and a whole lot more stuff tonight on the Band from Ringside Podcast. that nine to five it's time to feel alive hello mark so welcome to the band from ringside podcast i am your host bill vagie aka grandma got run over by a kayfabe no nothing Uh, how about about this one how about this one smark the herald angels sing (laughs) i like that one that's the one you should go with to my right as always we have tuber zach pullman what's going on zach not much, man. We're getting towards the end of a really hectic week. I'm ready for, uh, you know, some family Christmas time and some day drinking. And, you know, it'll be good. I think I'm going to see you on Saturday. Saturday. Are we going to be day drinking together on Saturday? Absolutely. At the family stuff? That sounds like a good time. Jealous. And to his right, as always, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Hashtag Blue the Hills. It's all good. I'll come bearing gifts for us this evening for uh, the Christmas spirit, so I'm looking forward to that, seeing the reaction, but outside of that, we're going to talk a little wrestling. I'm going to slam the WWE as usual, you know, the normal stuff. Wait, you have <laughs> gifts for us? Do you not see me walking around here with one one said plastic bag? <laughs> no, I did not, I did not God notice damn, boy. I did not notice you walking I thought it was full of pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to copy, copyright now, I know, French on I anyone. I know, and we're here in the exquisite Shock City Studios in beautiful St. Louis, Missouri on the longest night of the year. We're at the solstice, guys. That's the longest night of the year. We're, Is that true? Yeah. Okay. We're here with Andrew, our favorite Number one man. Favorite. I'm trying to get my five engineer. bucks back tonight somehow, know, some way. Maybe. We'll see what it can happen. <laughs> Last time Andrew uh, was the engineer for us, uh, he won some money from Jason, mm. which was pretty nice. I can't remember the exact circumstances. I, I don't even want to think about it. Let's move on. <laughs> Still bitter. But before we get started, uh, both of you guys saw Star Wars this week, right? I yes. mean, I think we should address this because I know that it's out in the pop culture. I have not seen it, so uh, in less than... 10 words can you describe to me what you thought of star wars because i know both you guys are star wars marks yeah and what's crazy is i came out of the theater just on an absolute high thinking that might be the best star wars movie i've ever seen because i've never felt that way in a theater watching star wars and then i get home and read the spoiler threads like on reddit and it's incredibly divisive some people fucking hate this movie right but that was the general reaction with Empire, and this movie had some similarities to Empire. So, overall, I think history is going to look very kindly on it, and I can't fucking wait. We don't do anything on Christmas Day except go to the movies, so I'll see it the second time Monday nice. with my JCB kids. JCB, thoughts? Uh, I'll, I'll just piggyback on what Two Beer said. I, I loved it. I didn't want it to end. Uh, this is the Empire uh, equivalent to the three, four, or the four, five, six Star Wars Empire Return of the Jedi uh, portion of the the trilogy, however you want to go with it. Ultimately, I, I can see why some people didn't like it, but for me, it it did everything I basically asked for it to do, and, it, and I didn't ask for it to do a lot. Just continue the story and then advance the story down the line. All right, so that's enough of the nerd stuff. Now it's time to get to the wrestling. <laughs> uh, before, we get, before we get too far into it, uh, I'd like to say that tonight's episode is brought to you by Soul Taco. Um, I was 
honored as a member from Band from Ringside because we have such a close relationship with them that I was able to go to the Soul Taco soft opening on Monday night out in Chesterfield. How was that? Uh, it's a great-looking space. Like, it's huge. I, it's um, it's well put together. The designs on the wall, like the art on the wall, it all looks great. Um, it's a, it's a great-looking place. The food, obviously, they just kept bringing out uh, tacos and quesadillas and burritos nice. for everybody that was there. There were cans of beers. Um, it was a fun spot. Um, I encourage anybody that's listening to this podcast, if you're in the St. Louis area or in the Chicago area, to go check out Soul Taco. They got uh, the new place in Chesterfield that will be open before the end of the year. Uh, they have a U-City place. Two trucks driving around town, Columbia, Missouri, Champaign, Illinois, Chicago, Illinois, Soul Taco, man. It's that delicious Korean barbecue, tacos, quesadillas, burritos, goji bowls. Please do yourself a favor and go check it out. It's affordable. It's delicious. It's cool. It's hip. Everything about it you can like and uh, I did take home an extra burrito. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> you already even, though so it was, even though it was all free, I walked up in my hoodie and put, because <laughs> they had the burritos cut in half because they were like on a, like a line, and I just put two half burritos in my pocket. Kobe! Walked the fuck out of there. <laughs> so go get yourself some soul taco. Uh, and without further ado, we got some wrestling to talk about, I think. Bit, so we're going to go to our three count. Uh, JCB, what's the one count? We're going to go back in time and talk about the uh, the Clash of the Champions pay-per-view on Sunday. Um, not saying it was the the best show that could have possibly been. There's obviously questionable booking. Not some of the greatest matches in ring. But overall, it, was, it wasn't the snoozer that I thought it was going to be. We'll just start at the top and we'll work our way down. Uh, obviously, by this point, everybody knows AJ retains over Jinder Mahal. Um, Probably this either or the first or the second match between AJ and Jinder, whichever one you thought was better. Uh, these are the two best matches that Jinder Mahal has put on for sure. Um, nonetheless, AJ... doesn't hurt being in the ring with AJ. No, not at all, even though some people just don't understand that, but that's another story for another time. So I guess now Jinder is sliding back to the mid-card. We'll touch on that in a little bit. Um, obviously... Daniel well, let's, let's touch on it now. Like, where does gender go? Um, he's apparently been working with an arm injury, so that's something to, to think about. But he should be probably mid-card, you know, lower main event status. He should be somewhere floating around whoever. Uh, let's just say, just for the sake of example, we get Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ at WrestleMania and Shinsuke wins. Then you can immediately put gender right back into the mix. So he shouldn't go too far. Um, I just, it, we, we got to just freshen him up at some point because the, the biggest thing with me with gender was that his promos were always basically the same kind of promo, but yeah. just, you know, it's, you know, instead of, you know, coloring this red, we colored it blue because it was somebody different, but it was basically all kind of the same sort of thing. Promo, I guess. Go well, let's let's take this case by case. Uh, Zach, what do you think is going to happen to Jinder now? Uh, the momentum is definitely gone. I mean, he had a really lengthy, I mean, six month title reign. Um, you know, two losses to AJ, which is not a bad thing for a wrestler to have Hell two losses no. to AJ. But I I just kind of see him 
slinking off. I mean, he was still in the main event scene and I Tuesday mean, night matches. Before he lost to AJ twice, he beat Randy Orton three times and beat Shinsuke twice. Yeah, yeah. Uninspiring it, at best. He just needs a new a, feud. He, they need to do something, you know, but fresh it's a, with him. It is a lengthy – That that's a long look, title run. Six look, months is a long yeah, time. In this modern day yeah, anymore. in WWE, six months seems like two years. So, Zach, I'll ask you this. Do you see him having a match at WrestleMania on the main card? I think it's possible because we're not too far away from WrestleMania. Um, yeah, I, th- and, I, th- I think one-on-one on one match. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd say more of that than unless it's like a six-man with the Singh brothers, but they don't even right. book them as legitimate or, wrestlers or some sort of uh, schmaz match for the U.S. title. Like if they do a seven-man or something like that, I can see that. Okay, I can uh, totally see that. So uh, we also had the t- uh, Charlotte versus Natty. We'll we'll get to. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Yeah, we, yeah, we're, we're we'll get to that later. But uh, Charlotte versus Natty, any surprises there? Any thoughts on that? No surprise on the who won, but the the surprise to me was the the Natty promo after the match, and then you come back and do essentially the same promo with Dolph Ziggler on Tuesday night, except for Dolph, quote unquote, vacates the title. This is this is where I'm just having a hard time with WWE creative. Okay, you just did one thing with Natty on Sunday night. Not unless you're not thinking that far ahead, doesn't anybody recognize that this is kind of the same angle, the same promo? You know, you're blaming the fans. You're not worthy of me. Well, you I turned think your Natty, back on I, me, blah, blah, blah. I think one of them might actually be going away, and the other one might not. I don't think Dolph's actually surrendering the title. No. And we, we can – we can parlay this into uh, Baron Corbin versus Rude versus Dolph Ziggler match, which actually pretty good. Yeah, I thought. Yeah. All, all things considering, I thought it was it was better than I anticipated. It was better look, than I thought, and surprise ending because none of us picked Ziggler. And no. I don't think in anybody fact, thought Ziggler. In fact, all of us picked pick Ziggler as the least likely mm-hmm. to win that match. Yeah, because I, th- I still think he has one foot out the door. Looking back on it, it might be the the most interesting pick. They probably. I don't know what they're doing with Baron Corbin, but it's definitely better if you're going to have Bar- uh, Bobby Roode as a face. It's definitely better to have him chase the title than to have have him have the title as a face. Yeah, I would agree with that. As the heel, he but should Dolph Ziggler's got some heat now, though. I mean, that's. That's not a joke. Okay. He's got heat. Yeah, right? I, I, look, yeah. I was pissed when I first saw it. I mean, the knee jerk reaction is like, "What the fuck, man? Come on, really?" But you when got, he won, or when he when walked he, down no, on, when, on Tuesday night, when he, you know, like I said, vacated the title. I'm like, okay, really? We're going to do this angle? I just look. I just I don't want to waste people's time. Bobby Roode is 40 years old. He ain't getting younger. You know, if you're going to put him with the U.S. title, I'd rather do it sooner versus later because you got a lot of guys. Look at Dean Ambrose. First guy, to the, first time he's been hurt in the the long time that he's been on the WWE roster. That really doesn't happen. Yeah, and and, he's one of the workhorses. Okay. you go, This is what I'm saying. That where the, so the is, roster is Dean not, Ambrose actually hurt? Yeah. Yeah. He's legitimately hurt. He had surgery, like, to repair tendons, like, that had been torn. He torn the, uh, the tricep off of his bone, like, 50% of it. They worked the shit out of me on Monday night then. Because oh, you I, thought, oh, I you, not, okay. I did, not, I did okay. not know that he was actually hurt, and yeah. I was watching Raw, and he went down. I think they overplayed down, it. I, I, see, yeah. like, not knowing that it happened, I didn't think they overplayed it because it looked like he went down and he pounded the floor three times really hard, and I was like, oh, he looks like he's really pissed off about being hurt. 
And then the one referee came out and gave the X sign, and I was like, oh, he's actually hurt. I said to my wife, who was paying attention. <laughs> yeah. I said to her, I was like, oh, I think he's really hurt. And she was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like Aaron. But, uh, uh, they, they did work me though. I thought he was no, so he is actually no, hurt. he's legit hurt. And this is where it goes back to everything I keep harping about. Okay, so now Dean Ambrose is gone. You don't really have anybody to kind of replace him. The Shield is kind of out there in limbo. What's Seth Rollins getting ready to do? If you make him into a singles guy, he's just basically going to be a part of this, you know, gumbo that you have that has no real direction going on. I mean, there's a lot of things that. Dean Ambrose did, and we probably don't give him enough credit for. But now that he's going to be gone for an extended period of time, I know all ro- roads lead to Roman. I get that, but there there That's has true. to be a road to get to Roman Reigns. Dean Gotta Ambrose be a road is, to get to the road. Yeah, yeah, Dean Ambrose is a part of that road. If you have a pothole in said road, it's just going to make it difficult to get to the Roman Reigns coron- coronation. At Getting back to where we started, is there a possibility, uh, to beer that we see Bobby Roode in? the main event picture in SmackDown before WrestleMania? I don't think so. Um, I think U.S. title is kind of where he's at right now. I could see him earning that title. Uh, but, you know, I actually kind of like the Ziggler promo. Um, I didn't have the same reaction to JCB. And I think it definitely gives Ziggler some heat, even though I felt kind of bad for him. At the same time, it was a nice kind of complex um, heel promo. But uh, I, I can mean, see he's got a fully developed character as far as wrestling goes. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler does. Yeah, they were even talking on the pre-show about how Ziggler's the one they throw everybody at first to see if it's if they're going to be able to make it in SmackDown. Right. So, but yeah, I mean, I, Rude is a main event guy. Do I think he's going to be there by WrestleMania? Probably no. Not, not with the current no, crop. The, yeah, the way the way they that things positioned right now. It's really starting to feel like we're sliding towards AJ Shinsuke as the title picture. How we get there, I'm not sure yet because AJ's going to definitely defend the title at the Royal Rumble. We haven't named a number one contender for that. So that would be the bridge, and then you'll probably have to have one more match before okay, we had you the, get to WrestleMania. We had the tag team match, which was the Usos versus New Day versus Russo, uh, Rusev and Aiden English and Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable. And there was one team that was clearly, <laughs> clearly over yeah, in this yeah, match. Buddy. Yeah. Yeah. One team, and I know pay-per-view, uh, I know pay-per-view crowds are a little bit smarkier than other crowds, but God damn. Woo. They, were going, <laughs> they were going crazy for Rusev in English. I mean, Sunday was Rusev Day. No and doubt. Basically. Uh, uh, can I correct you right here? Yeah, well, today's every, Rusev Day. Every day is Rusev Day. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm getting at is WWE is sold out of every size of Rusev Day t-shirt. Every size. And they're not going to get any back until January 1st, 2018, which is also coincidentally Rusev Day. <laughs> uh, but it was obvious, like, how over they were. And um, that momentum, it's it's happened. All it takes is a good gimmick. And, I mean, these guys have just really turned it around from being Rusev, you know, losing a whole bunch of matches to Aiden English wrestling dark matches and and pre-show matches to being 
arguably the most overtagged yeah, team. Talk and, about taking something from nothing. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it reminds me, of, and I know you hate it, but it reminds me of the New Day. They saddled them with a bad gimmick. They worked the gimmick. It turned around, and now they're – it's not even basically. They are over. Yes. The yeah. question now is, yeah. can we take this momentum and not waste it? Usos are going to always be there, okay? Like I said last week, they're my tag team of the year in WWE in 2017. I don't even think there's a question wrestling. about that. Now that you have that, now you need to build on it. At some point, God forbid if it takes a WrestleMania to get to this point, Rusev and Aiden English have to be champs at some point between now and WrestleMania. Yeah, when I, when I say that I don't like the New Day, which I don't. That's just, I mean, that's aesthetically, like, I respect no, them. No, like, I, I get what you're I, saying. I'm glad they're around. They're just they're just not my cup of tea. Now, Rusev <laughs> and English, they are my cup of tea. I know they, they are. are hilarious. I, I, was, I was like, dude, every time it make, I compliment Rusev, it kind of like a part of me dies inside. Yeah, well, I was just, wondering <laughs> how you would take to this, this you know, no, this I change. Good, good. Just because, I mean, we spent so many nights with, like, JCB dogging on Rusev. Look, I give credit where the credit is due. Okay. No, the first thing that happened was he gave he thought that I liked Rusev more than I did when I just I brought up, like the three way thing. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You can go back to like episode triple nine, threat. I think we should be specific. I triple threat. I think this, Everybody is, likes three I think this yeah. is I think this is episode thirty two for being from ringside. You can go back to episode nine and I was just like defending Ru- or I just brought up Rusev. And then as he's like, your boy. <laughs> I, just, yeah, I just brought up Rusev as like a like an example. Of somebody <laughs> and Jason's like, oh, now he's your boy. Now he's your boy. Now he's your boy. It's like, oh, it's good. <laughs> but now he is my boy. Yeah, that's yeah, I say. You got a little stable going well, on over Cor- there. As Corey Graves said, all Mariah Carey wants for Rusev Day is an Aiden English album. <laughs> Said. Yeah. Holy shit, that's good. Uh, God bless him. Uh, we, I don't think there's anything much to talk about else except that Mojo Raleigh cut a great promo after the show. Or, no, backstage. Before. Yeah. It, and it was a great promo. It yep. really was. Like, it showed me that Mojo Raleigh could probably do something. He could probably... It answered a, a, it answered a question. Yeah, that it really can, did. can he cut a promo? And he's a good promo. If you give him a chance, at least when he did that before the uh, the kickoff show, it at least gives me confidence that if you put him in the center of the ring, he can do what you need him to do. Now we just got to get him improved in the ring. Give yes, him a sir. Chance. And uh, that being said, we're gonna parlay this. I think I said parlay twice now. Whatever the case may be, into <laughs> our two counts. Uh, Zach, what's our two count? Two count, we've got. I like how you asked that. Like he's not gonna remember. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't think. I don't think you remember. But the uh, now you're just I'm just time. biting for time. No, it's uh, Daniel Bryan and uh, Shane McMahon. Two for two, ladies uh, and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't been drinking as much lately. So, uh, so, so we start out SmackDown Live with um, Shane McMahon coming out and. Uh, explaining, you know, what happened the night before. So for those of you guys who didn't watch Clash of the Champions. Shame on you. There were two referees for the main event. Uh, actually, it wasn't the main event. I thought it was going to be. But it was uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Randy Orton versus Sami Zayn and KO. And if Sami Zayn and KO lost, uh, their careers were over. So it was basically a career match. And the two referees, one each had a side. Of course, Shane McMahon is biased in this, and he wants to fire Sami and KO. So there's a point where... Sami Zayn rolls up 
Randy Orton and Shane counts two and brings his hand up for three and does not slam down for the third count. He'll move. Total heel move, absolute total heel move. And he explains it the next night by saying, I had my hand in the air and all I could think of was Kevin was, Owens destroying my... It wasn't a bad explanation. No. And he was being honest. It's good motivation. Yeah, it's good, good, it's good writing. That's all I ask. That's totally. all I ask. Kayfabe, he was being honest. It makes honest. sense. He said, okay. I, he said, all I could think about was him headbutting my dad. All I could think about was Sami Zayn pulling KO off the table. Yeah. And I just couldn't give them the victory. Okay. Yeah. So then right. we have... Uh, right, uh, pretty much immediately following that, we have uh, Daniel Bryan do a fast three. I forget what the lead up to that was. Like who was pinning who? Uh, I believe it was Sammy Zayn pinning uh, Randy Orton again. Yeah. yeah. So we have a fast three count, which is also a heel move. Yes. Uh, yes. Usually, uh, but uh, it's who's doing it. It's, he, it's who's doing it. But it did seem like he was. It was like a makeup call, though. He was. He was doing it because he knew that the other guys had gotten screwed. So he was like, "This I'm might gonna, be the I'm only chance. The, I'm going to make this fair. One, two, three. three. Yep, make it right." And that was his motivation was saying that he wanted to save Shane from himself and not have him turn into Mister McMahon, uh, which is really interesting because. Uh, even K- Sammy and KO are talking about, you know, they give Daniel Bryan a bottle of champagne and say thank you for everything. And <laughs> then yeah. Daniel Bryan gives it back and he's like, I don't drink and get the fuck out of my face or I'm going to fire you right now. Like, he's not doing this uh, because of, you know, Sammy and KO because he's on their side. That's nuance. It is very nuanced and I'm enjoying it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I was getting at is just it's not cut and dry. Um, these are complex characters. And we have a complex storyline that actually makes sense and has continuity and has, you know, it's like Game of Thrones. Like, everybody's motivation is what makes that show interesting because, you know, the prize is ultimately always the same, but it's the motivations that are are interesting. And you can hate people or you can love the most despicable character on earth because you understand their motivations. Yeah, you know, this is what me and my brother used to talk about a lot of times about Mad Men when people would watch a Mad Men episode and they'd be pissed off at a a singular episode. And we would always say, you know, getting pissed off at singular episodes of TV shows that are serial and that have continuity in them, uh, it's kind of ridiculous because you're all leading, it's telling a story, you're all getting to a point. They're all getting to a point, right? And I liked how Shane kind of threw his hands up at the end of that segment with Daniel Bryan. He goes, okay, yep. hey, yeah, because you know something else is coming, yep. and then you expected something else to come at the end of the main event, and, and it, it didn't. didn't. And it didn't. And that's, right. that's, that's the teaser yep. for it. That, that, yeah, that I'll means see you, you next that week. That means you know something's coming, right? Yeah, and I'll it might see not be next week. week because they got but that's, weeks to fill, yeah, but, that's but that's good that's storytelling. storytelling. And that's where this is the frustration because they can do it, we see them do it. This is a great example yeah, but of. You, but you know, we. Sorry to cut you no, off. No, go ahead. But we only we've only been doing this podcast since the last WrestleMania, so we haven't done a WrestleMania season at Band from Ringside yet. Fair enough. And we know that they always start stepping up their storytelling game as WrestleMania comes closer. Fair now, enough. Now sometimes they do it better than others. Okay. There are some shitty WrestleMania seasons. There Agreed. are some great WrestleMania seasons. Agreed. But that's the type of thing that happens in WrestleMania season that they probably wouldn't do in June. Okay, then here's my devil's advocate point. Um, Having been watching a lot of New Japan since basically July. Yeah. So July until 
I guess, you know, December, whatever the case may be, six months. Yeah. Their storyline is is more it has the continuity because every time you look up after a championship match, uh, just because it's at the top of my head, let's say Okada beats uh, Juice Robinson. Not going to happen, but let's say he does. The next title contender immediately comes out, and then you start a different storyline. It always has movement versus WWE that was started storyline, stop it, start it again, or maybe start a storyline, stop it, don't ever come back to it. So you're like, okay, what happened to this? What happened to that? New Japan is always flowing, and it always is continuously moving versus WWE is kind of like start, stop. We'll we'll go on this storyline, you know, damn the torpedoes. I don't care if it's bad. Nobody likes it. It doesn't make sense. We're going to do this storyline because Vince wants to do it. That, to me, is the problem. Listen, I get as frustrated with WWE Maybe not as you do, but I I get frustrated with WWE (laughs) also. But we have to give them credit where credit is due. When I get look, this has me interested, okay? Because I don't know where it's going to go. That's why it's interesting. Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar has no interest to me because I know how this story is going to end. Unless they don't do it. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's going to be Lesnar and James Elworth. You guys good on this one? Yeah, we can move on. (laughs) Three counts. All right, the three count is uh, we had uh, a schmoz at the end of Raw this week. Um, It was it was a six 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 woman woman tag, yeah, six woman tag match. I don't even remember who was in it. It was uh, Absolution versus, I believe, Mickey James, Bailey, and Sasha, Sasha Banks. Banks. So it turns into a schmoz. Everybody starts fighting at the end. Stephanie McMahon's music starts playing. Stephanie comes out. Everybody stops in their tracks. I'll, 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 I, go yes, ahead. And I, I let me jump in on that. Too. Everybody, excuse me. Yeah. Everybody stops in their tracks. <laughs> Stephanie comes out wearing her four-inch heels. Looking, yeah, so that way she's taller than everyone. Looking a head taller than everybody else. Of course. Says that you women have really created a great environment. This is the women's revolution, and now we're going to have the first ever women's <laughs> Royal Rumble match of all time. So disrespectful. If there's ever been a cause for a yes chant, do it now. Yes, yes, yes. So and then all, everybody starts going yes, yes, yes. <laughs> now listen, I'm fine. <laughs> I am fine. Fine with the women's role, not not even fine with it. I'm down with the R- women's Royal Rumble match, and actually, no, it's time. This is, in hindsight, this is why they brought three more yep. women in on yep. each side because yep. they could establish some characters and make the women's Royal Rumble match. All of a sudden, yeah, this makes more sense. Yeah, WWE oh, yeah. knows what they're doing. They probably could have done a little bit earlier. Oh yeah, but whatever. We're here. They're, now. Tr- they're trying to make the Royal Rumble better. With, without a bunch of nameless, faceless women in it. That's Agreed. fine. I don't know why Stephanie McMahon's music has to stop making these women who were in the match okay. keep fighting each other. Get, get I don't know why, when she announces the Royal Rumble match, why Paige, of all people, has to break kayfabe and start smiling and hug uh, Mandy, Mandy Rose. Is that who it is? Yeah, I guess. She hugs somebody. And, okay, 
I'm not sure how much is this is true or false, but this is what I read. Nobody knew that this was coming. So that was a shoot. Because Stephanie knew, some backstage knew, nobody in the ring knew. So this is a surprise for everyone. So I, I'm willing to let that part slide. Is that true? I'm not, like I said, because, this is what I, I mean, read. That kind of makes sense. Because, because, because an hour before that, they showed her on screen and she was talking to Kurt Angle. By the way, she was a foot taller than Kurt Angle too. I don't know. I don't know if she was on stilts. I don't know what kind of heels she was wearing. That's a big bitch. Um, <laughs> look. So that was a shoot. They didn't know that she was coming out. Apparently, who was ever in the ring did not know that this was coming. So if that is the case then that reaction is a normal, genuine reaction, which that was apparently what they were shooting for. I do not believe it. Okay. No pun intended. Yeah, right. So take it for what it is. I get what you're saying, and I totally agree. Paige should – they should have never stopped fighting, as far as I'm concerned. Stephanie wished they had to come in the ring and physically start to, you know, pull people off. Even if it's a shoot, you have to keep fighting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because at that point, just because nah, Stephanie comes it, out doesn't mean anything. No, you know I still don't like you. It wasn't a shoot because she wouldn't stood in the middle of the ring and then they all fanned out and faced the hard camera like they're supposed to. So there were six gals on one side, six gals on the other side. She stood in the middle. I don't uh, believe that. For uh, a like I said, I'm, I don't know for a fact. If I did, I would tell you. You know I am because I'm braggadocious like Zach that. Coleman, I have no idea. Thoughts on? I, I am super behind this Royal Rumble just so long as they still don't make enough as the men. What you say? I just don't want to make as much money as the men. No, it's a joke. I'm very progressive. No, I, just I want like them to make seventy four percent on it. Yeah, something. yeah. Just a just a bad joke. Do you uh, think that it's too much of a good thing though to have two Royal Rumbles on the same pay per view? I don't because I mean it got to be too much with the Money in the Bank thing where you had like four Money in the Bank matches or you had like, but two Royal Rumbles is cool, especially because you know we've never seen it before. Um, I think I'm totally fine with it. Um, it's not. It's exciting. People love the Royal Rumble. I mean, we don't. It's my favorite. We don't do too many battle royals anymore. And I mean, it's just a great time. Uh, Do you guys think that this is where we're going to see Ronda Rousey? I'm I'm Uh, reading it. I would have to think so. If if they're going to do Charlotte Ronda Rousey, this is a good time to start it. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be. I don't think she's going to win it because as long as Oscar's around, that that's your hands-on favorite. But somehow you can introduce Ronda Rousey into the Royal Rumble. Right. So I'd like to see like a, a Vicky Guerrero. Eve Torres is who I thought immediately. I want the great moolah. Let's see Eve Torres too. Uh, You know she's dead, I st- right? I, I, I said, I know what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Just making sure. You know. Regardless, I think that um, I, I, I wish that Stephanie, I, I don't know if that's her. I don't know if it's Vince. Like, why does she have to seem so much more powerful than everybody else? It's, is it because she's a McMahon? Can she not defer? But do you think that's her or that's Vince? It doesn't seem like a her thing. Like when I watch shoot interviews with her, it doesn't seem like she acts like she's better than the talent. She might think that's what's best for business, you know. <laughs> Man, being being that much taller than Alexa Bliss, your WWE women's champion, can't be best for business. I think this it's the Vince well, I'll just say the McMahon Especially a persona. Heel Alexa Bliss. You know what I'm saying? Um 
Alexa's small. I mean, that that is what it is. I mean, you, we can't change that. All you can do with Alexa is, you know, accentuate her positives, you know, hide her negatives as best as possible. To me, this is just, you know, the Stephanie McMahon persona, character, whatever you want to call it, just stepping up to the forefront. You know, it'd be no different if Vince came out and, you know, basically shut shit down. It's just, it's just different because it's just Stephanie. And, you know, it's just women instead of men. Right on. I think that's going to do it, guys, uh, for our three counts. Uh, we got some other stuff to talk about for sure. Let's get it. Um, did anybody watch the Tyler Bate Pete Dunn match on NXT this week? Man, uh, I really yeah. wanted to. Uh, this has been the most hellacious week for my profession. So, uh, Well, Jason and I just watched it. Yeah. And it's spectacular. Was it a singles match? Singles match, yes. Oh, wow. For, so, the, for the UK match. Which was for better. For the UK title. The one at the beginning of the year or this one? The first one was better, but this one <laughs> held my interest. Yeah, I was going to say. Sure. And, you, and that a, bar is pretty high. It's a brutal yeah. match. Yeah, for sure. They beat the shit out of each other. Those guys, the sky's the limit for those guys. Tyler Bate is still only 20. Still yeah, only 20. 20. Pete Dunn's 24. Um, maybe this is just the, the new Japan in me kind of thinking that because we don't see them a lot, they're not getting to be overexposed. They're not getting to be a part of bad booking, but I will give them credit in the ring. They have amazing chemistry. These are the two of the the best matches I've seen on main roster W or uh, NXT, whatever the case may be. All year long, like I said, the first one is apparently on WWE's top ten of matches of the year at number three. This is not too far behind, man. I mean, it was really, really good. It was nice, solid twenty minutes, good ring side psychology, great in ring work. I mean, like I said, these two guys, as long as we don't we keep them away from this, they should be okay. That's about right, man. Like Pete Dunne is the total package. Yeah, I wish oh, he was man. a little bigger. Like, like I said, if you if you, as long as you keep a a champion that is not too ridiculously big. You couldn't have him realistically go against Brock Lesnar because the fans wouldn't necessarily buy it. But if you had him versus AJ Styles. But he's only we, 24, so in eight years, there's not going to be a lot of guys like no, Brock Lesnar around. I agree. I agree. But In eight years, the oldest guy there is going to be AJ Styles. And AJ Styles, I think it's fucked up watching. Um, AJ Styles is not going to be there in eight years. He'll be, re- so. he'll be retired. Yeah, I was about to say, he's, he's in his late 30s, if I thought. I think he's early 40s. Okay. I no. just turned 40. He's my age. Okay, so you're saying that AJ Styles is going to wrestle until he's 47. Jericho does. I mean, is it that unbelievable? Uh, uh, look, 40 is the 40 for wrestlers is, a, is like the 30 for running backs. Fucking I, Flair did until he was 60. Look, man, I before E except after C, okay? He's not going to do it out of. I that's not what that means. <laughs> He's the exception to the rule. Okay? Not too many guys do it in their 60s. Fuck you, man. Shut up. I get it now. All right. So uh, we also had a title change on NXT. We had Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly beat Sanity for the titles uh, with some interference from uh, Adam Cole, baby. And uh, the gal from Sandy also jumped in and beat the shit out Nikki of him. Nikki Cross. Yeah. So uh, what do we think about uh, women beating up men in modern day NXT? Like, are we okay with that? Because he really can't fight back. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough because it's not ECW where you're going to pile drive, you know, Beulah McGillicuddy. Like, that's just, just not going to happen. Yeah, this is the PG-13 era. That's just not going to happen. Nor should it. No, nor should it. I'm just saying, you're right. It. I, kinda... know that, I know that there's people that are for intergender matches or inter, intergender. And I know that happens in uh, New Japan sometimes. I guess I was getting ready to say I was thinking more like uh, Gucci Underground. It also, yeah, okay, that's probably what I meant, is that it happens in Lucha Underground all the time. Yeah. I don't think that's really the best look. I'm willing to give anything a try. It's just, be, I think the biggest thing for me, it's a mental thing because I've the times I've seen it, it's been presented by WWE, and it, it just, I know it's going to be a schmage of some sort, so I don't really give it the proper chance that I think it should get. If I watched it from Lucha Underground, and if they presented it in a way that made me think that it was possible, I might be a little more open to it, but as it stands right now, intergender matches to me sound good because you you get James Ellsworth, he gets his come up from um well, that's Becky fine. Lynch or whatever, but that's, I mean, you know, re- realistically, I can see uh, Nia Jax going up to Brock Lesnar trying to get her some. I think that would just be a mistake. This is banned from ringside. And then, like, I, I don't, I like, I don't mind the way that Adam Cole sold it, though. Either, like, Adam Cole sold it like he was getting the shit beat out of him, but he wasn't going to hit her back, right? And that's fine. And, and, then, that, that, and then he sold it afterwards, which yeah, is... You know, get her out of here. Get her out of here. Get her out of here. Get her that, out of that, here. That's fine. Right. I don't have a problem with that. But just like I said, it, it, the PG-13 era just limits what you can really do with intergender wrestling, okay? It already kind of limits what you can do promo-wise, what you can show on TV. This is just another part of that PG-13 era. And it, I just think this day and age, we probably don't need... Oh, shit now. Are you kidding me? Women hitting men or men hitting women. Let's just keep it... <laughs> like, it's already kayfabe. Let's just keep it kayfabe as... Yeah. Oh, shit, say, next you know. thing you know, somebody else is going down for some sexual assault nonsense. Uh, we had a fun, a really fun promo from Matt Hardy this week where he was playing chess. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys like it or did you guys not like it? I thought it was fine. I mean, it wasn't like amazing or anything, but it was fun. And on a pretty weak raw, it was one of the highlights. Thoughts, Jason? Um, it, it once again keeps... We keep building the woken Matt Hardy character, but then at some point we're gonna we're gonna have to need a payoff. I don't know when you're gonna do it, but you need. It's only been three weeks. I know. I understand. I mean, that. He's got what a lot I of say, games. He can start doing point, Chinese checkers. <laughs> he can start, you know, doing Clue? Connect Four. Clue. Clue. If, if that means Monopoly? you got to bring in Sen- Senior Benjamin. These are all the games that Zach and I are gonna play at Christmas this Saturday. You guys are together. <laughs> it's gonna be wasted by like six o'clock. We'll call you. Yeah, you want to come? No, I gotta work. Some people gotta work. Okay, <laughs> it's called waiting tables. You should come out. You know what? I'm just gonna leave that. Yeah, alone. yeah. Uh, <laughs> we had we had we had one day de- we had one debut on. What makes you think it was racist? I we know had you. One <laughs> debut. We had one debut on Raw, and we had one return on Raw. Um, the debut was Hideo Itami. Thoughts on the Hideo Itami debut on Raw? Uh, probably good because I guess. You have more eyes on Raw, so I. Ugh. Do you think they're going to move Finn Balor to two hundred five? God, I hope not. That would just be the. I mean, it would. It makes sense. I don't think it's that bad. It, it's it's that bad, dude. I mean, okay, so okay, so apparently you're going to get. He'd give a lot more. He would 
that to me says he would elevate 205 Live and, more than 205 Live would bring him down. I really believe I can see that. that. I totally disagree with that. They're going to stop doing it live, though. That's fine, but I mean, that doesn't take away from the bad, just overall storytelling. It's no creative, you know, direction to it. It's just a hodgepodge of guys that are basically race, wrestling the wrong style, and nobody, nobody character develops at all. Two beers, Zach. Thoughts on Hideo Tommy? I mean, I thought it was kind of a a weak introduction. Uh, I think he's better than that. I know he was plagued with injury, and his NXT run was not. Putting him in there with Finn Balor kind of. I mean that that that's part, a rub. That is a rub. But I just, it just didn't have a lot of impact. You know why it doesn't have a lot of impact? Because Finn Balor doesn't have an impact. That's not a rub. That's not a rub. Oh, people don't people don't react to Finn Balor the way you think Ooh. they should. Outside of his entrance, and we can all agree upon that. Finn Balor is okay. Yeah, but you can watch. Finn Balor is basically polarizing. Either you like him or you don't. There's no real gray area. I disagree completely. Oh, you kidding me? No way. You can can watch. You can watch that. uh, That sanity versus uh, what are they called? Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, Undisputed Era. Undisputed Era. You can watch that match, and they were in NXT, and that crowd was dead for most of it. That doesn't make it not good. So just because the crowd is waiting for something to be good doesn't mean that they're not into the character. Being into no, the entrance just, is a lot of it. Okay, but that's not what I'm talking about. Who I'm ta- goes crazy I'm ta- for anybody these days? Finn Balor was wrestling fucking the Miz in a handicap match two weeks ago. What the oh, fuck is interesting just, about just, that? Because they have What to, the fuck's interesting about that? Because they have that? to put on a show every week. What would happen if they had Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho on a show every week where they had to see each other every week? You would They're just the, waiting. Finn Balor is just waiting. Out. Finn Balor is just waiting. To go to 205 Live is what's happening. No, he's waiting for The Miz to get back from Six Fast, Six Furious, or whatever. <laughs> the Marine, idiot. Whatever Marine. <laughs> Marine Six. Whatever Marine he's getting ready to do. It, 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 that's why. Moving I, along. Fine. Be that way. No uh, Christmas present for you. The Revival came back yeah thoughts i know they're your boys zach what do you think about the revival i mean i was it was unexpected i did not expect to see them i had no kind of eta uh for them but uh you know it was just good to see them back they were getting a great rub on commentary i mean Corey graves was doing a great job of putting them them over over for sure yeah and you know as long as they get some wins behind their belt I think very soon they could start really livening up this uh, main event tag team scene where we've just, you know, been kicking a dead horse with uh, the shield and the bar, which has been great. There's been a lot of great matches out of it, but you throw the revival in there, you got yourself a winner. Uh, JCB. I think I saw this today where they said Seth Rollins had wrestled either Sheamus or Cesaro 19 times since July 31st, if I read that. On TV. That's too much. Okay? You know, as much as I'd slam WWE, this is part of the reason why I do it. I understand you got a thin roster. Some of it is by choice. You break this team up. Revival gets hurt. Okay, I give you that. You ain't got to defend yourself. Trust me, I'm not defending myself. At me. Uh, You should protect (laughs) me. You should defend yourself. At me. At BFRJCB. At BFRJCB. Adam. Please. Please. But that's my point. I, I tweeted it just before the revival came out. And I was like, you know, 
Revival would be good here. You know, AOP would be good here just to give it some depth for the tag team division. The next thing you know, boom, they came out. So nice squash match to reintroduce them. Now we just got to keep your fingers crossed that they stay healthy. If they stay healthy, then they'll add to this division. If not, then we're back to square one. I think that this is the uh, problem with modern-day wrestling fans like us who watch every week, and this is not a knock on either of you guys. It's not a knock on you, Andrew, either. Yeah, but Andrew, I, you're okay I, I, for I'm the not moment. Trying to, I'm not trying to rip on Andrew or anything. <laughs> not yet. But, like, I was sometimes I watch the bar, and I watch their entrance, and I watch them wrestle. And I think this might be my favorite tag team of all time. Like, just because I watch them every week doesn't take away from their greatness. It's a big something out of nothing, too, because you when like, we started this thing, you would never would have guessed. Never would have guessed. Oh, I hated it. I remember they had the best of seven series. Yeah. yeah. And that's what led into this whole thing was like mutual that. respect. And, and you have Cesaro, who is a... Man among boys in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. He'd be a main eventer if he could talk. I, I don't think he, should he be, needs to, I, I think, think he, he should, should be anyway, yeah, but I'm just saying. To say, there, there lies the problem. But he, you got a guy that have, can go at any you point. You have Sheamus, who's incredible on the mic and in the ring, has like four finishing moves. Oh, shit. Can bump for anybody. You have those two guys and that entrance and that music. Like, I... I, I wrote it down the other night. I was like, man, I love the bar. I love their name, the bar. Like, yeah. I don't even know how they got that past Vince. And it, I, <laughs> I'm not sure how they did it, and but I, it, it, we, it works. It makes sense. We don't we don't meet the bar. We are the bar. Well, hey, look. Oh, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> they stamped off on worse shit than that, okay? So if that's the case, then so be it. But, so yeah. I, I I hope they have a face run coming in them at some time because I think they're so great, and I think the Revival are such pure heels. I think we saw that little mini face run, and it was quick and brief. But they're also they so it. much bigger than the Revival. Trip, God, I can't believe okay, I'm going to say it. I'll, I'll say Trip it. Triple threat. I'll say it. I don't get the Revival. They they are the modern day don't get it brain busters Tully Branchard Arn Anderson where Scott Dawson is or yeah Scott Dawson is basically Arn Anderson Dash Wilder is your Tully Blanchard it's it's all old school, it's old school. tag team eighties wrestling where you work apart you take that you know the leg the arm the elbow whatever the case may be and you work it down it's that's ring ultimately psychology. yeah that's ultimately what it is you take that plus the fact that. People just don't like them because of, you know, the young buck heat. And they got a ridiculously great finishing move. Yeah, I, I love the revival. I can't wait for them to get back in. This is banned from ringside. And I think we should talk about, uh, before we get out of here, we probably need to talk about the main event picture in Raw. I we guess. had Angle come out. Angle came out at the beginning of Raw this week. Braun came out and kind of grunted. Uh, <laughs> Kane came out and uh, tried to send them all to hell. And then Brock, or then Heyman came out, I should say. Heyman kind of cut the little promo. Brock came out, ended up F5-ing Kane. Now, if Kane is the one who's eventually going to take the pen, then why have Kane take the F5 on Brock's? Because Brock and Kane, you know, maybe they met in the ring together back in 2002 or 2001 or something like that. But we've certainly never seen Kane and Brock together in this newest Brock incarnation. Right. 
So why have Kane take the F5 there, JCP? This is the questionable booking. Um, Can you I, answer a question without saying it's WWE's questioning questionable bur- booking? I can, but I choose not to in this Can case. Can I finish <laughs> that sentence without fucking up a single word <laughs> yeah you can't you the answer that to sense. both of those is no <laughs> I, guess, I said I, burking my knee-jerk reaction is just it's it's because you want to protect braun you need some sort of action to happen you wouldn't bring you wouldn't waste a brock lesnar appearance but that's the devil's advocate though because they really don't need the interaction they could you all know they don't they could all stand there and have Heyman stand in the ring and just have them stare at each other for you don't a while. but then that like i said that goes back to the money being spent to brock lesnar you don't you don't waste this appearance unless he you get something out of it so you get a physical altercation you get brock lesnar the f5 kane and you know you keep braun away from it because ultimately that's the long the long term goal is to continuously build Braun up. Kane is the past, Brock's the present, Braun is the future. So you use the past to uplift the present and hopefully it builds off to the future. Yeah, I didn't it was fucking poetic. It was good. <laughs> it was good. Oh, Budweiser. <laughs> I didn't have a problem with it. Uh I mean the only thing that was a bummer about it was the the botch like where like Braun oh. like, couldn't get him up. I thought Kane was going to counter, and then Kane's like, no, I got you, buddy. Here, let me climb on your back. And um, that was the only part that was a bummer. But <laughs> I thought the uh, I thought the reasoning was, you know, just oh, because Braun's already taken the F5, and then we have Kane sitting up from it. I mean, Braun got pinned. Kane sat up from it. So he almost, like, no-sold the F5, which makes it even more impactful. So I thought it was just good storytelling. Oh, good point. Good so. point. A uh, couple other things. Uh, Seth Rollins' knee still doesn't have a finishing move name. It's called the knee or just they it, knee. They call it the knee, which really bothers me. Any thoughts on what you would call it? You, you, the you, burning you, knee. I, I was going. Well, I was the going to say burning man. Well, no, the Kingslayer was was the one thing that came off the top of my head. I mean, the Kingslayer. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, that's that's way better than my. I, I mean, of. you already got the T-shirt for it. Uh, they seem to. Uh, hopefully, they're doing something more with Slater and Rhino because I feel like they're a yeah, they're getting ready. Yeah, they're they, a waste. It's, it's a com- It's a comedy uh, sketch coming up here in a little bit. We just gonna have to be patient. Wait. I did like in the revival versus Slater Rhino match when Corey Graves said. These guys are way better than Harlem Heat ever was. Yeah, that was good. He burns, he burns Booker so often, and it's so good. Like, he said just the other week, uh, he's like, yeah, you probably only got good because you hung out with Stevie Ray for so long. <laughs> <laughs> great. Uh, I have one more note. Um, hold on, I can't read it. Oh, oh, Jesus. You can't read your own handwriting? It says New Day sucks. <laughs> I guess that's just uh I guess that's just me. Hater. Uh we have uh wait, did Cedric Alexander fight Enzo on two of five? No, he won the uh he beat, he beat Drew Gulag. Gulag to uh set up the uh oh, did you watch it? match. Did you no. watch it? It was on Raw. Oh, it was on Raw. Yeah, yeah. but did Damn the it. match happen on two oh five live? No, it probably happened at uh Royal Rumble would be also, my guess. I gotta say, I'm really enjoying this backstage Nia Jax and uh Enzo thing. I, I think it's funny. It's good comedy. All right, I got to ask you this. Like, because I've been thinking it, and I didn't want to ask this in the podcast, but I'm going to ask it. Are they picking on Enzo by putting him with the least, um, a, 
like what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, she's not historically attractive. Like, I, I, are they picking on him by putting? Are they picking on him by putting him with the biggest chick? they can because he has the backstage heat i think they're playing off of some because if they're doing that that's really terrible to her oh yeah i i don't think that's what's going on i actually think they're they're leaning into a trend um i don't know if you guys have seen those uh you know go to some websites you know sometimes (laughs) at the end of the night and uh it's like all, no of, all of the ads. About. So like you go to like Pornhub and there's that, like that little like Jordy dude who's like in his 20s, but he looks like he's like 12 and he's always with some like big ass chick. And I guarantee that's what it's about. Because like Enzo look like size wise looks like he's like a 12 year old boy compared to Nia Jax. She's not oh, conventionally shit, dead. But she's she's a pretty girl. Oh, she has a beautiful face. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm dead yes, over I'm here. Just, I'm just saying that's a, that's a be- thing. And a beautiful body. People are into that. I'm just saying, like, are they picking on him because he has backstage heat? I don't think so. And if that were the case. No, I think it's just a kind of a classic. You really don't think that's it? Th- th- this is the modern day Beth Phoenix Santino Morello skit. They just, the names are different. Yeah. It's just, it's it's basically the same kind I of th- I don't think Naya would Dang, put up with it, honestly. I don't, I don't, if that, if it was taken that like that, no. I don't think she would agree to it. I'm, yeah. I, I agree with that totally. Hey, we got some birthdays, everybody. Mean Gene Oakland. 75. Gene Mean. R.I.P. I'm kidding. He's still alive. They say he's still uh, alive. Primo Cologne is 35. Only Lorcan, who is low key my favorite NXT wrestler. Only Lorcan is 32. Luke Gallows is four years younger than me. What? So I, I guess it's, I guess it's, I'm just waiting out the end here, guys. I'm just <laughs> getting ready to die. Uh, the Great Muda. 55. Jamie Noble is 41. Cassius Ono is a month younger than me. He's 38. Oh, no. <laughs> and Rusev, is, his birthday is on December 25th, which means he really is the son, Our Lord and Savior. The son of God. Are you serious? Uh, it's on the 25th? Yeah. Wow. Hey, everybody. We know there's a lot of podcasts to listen to, so we appreciate you taking the time out of the day to listen to ours. For Andrew the Engineer. Jack. Shock City Studios. Jack. Free Play Media. Jack. Chris Denman. Jack. Soul Taco. Jack. JJ Twig. Jack. Two Beers Act. Jack. Coleman. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Rusev. Rusev. <laughs> Jason Cornelius Bell. Holla. I am Bill Veggie, and this has been Band from Ringside. And everybody, Merry Christmas. Happy Rusev Day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, from working towards some cool gumbo sweats. <laughs>